Welcome to the Food Issues Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Revelant, and I'm a journalist, healthcare copywriter, and a mom of two. In every episode, we talk about the challenges around feeding kids and give you practical and realistic solutions that will inspire and empower you to raise healthy eaters. Hi, friends. Welcome back. Last week, I sat down with Dr. Jennifer L. Harris from the Yukon Rudd Center for Food Policy and Health to talk about racial disparities and the new ways fast food companies are targeting your kids. If you missed it, be sure to go back and listen. So today we're talking about something much lighter and a lot more fun, and that's chia seeds. They're super tiny, but also a superfood and one of the best you can serve your kids, whether they're babies, toddlers, or big kids. Kids have these little tiny bodies, but high nutrient needs. Chia seeds offer a really versatile and easy way to make every bite count. And they're very mild in flavor. That's Melina Malkani, a registered dietitian nutritionist, best-selling author, speaker, and single mom of three. You know her on Instagram and TikTok as Healthy Mom, Healthy Kids. We talk about why chia seeds are so healthy and kid-friendly and what you should keep in mind before serving them. Melina also lets us in on her favorite ways to use chia seeds in meals and snacks. There's so much information and fun ideas in this episode, and I know you'll love this interview with Melina Malkani. Melina, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Julie. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm excited to have you on the podcast. So let's talk about your story. Kind of what were you doing before you developed this amazing business? Oh, thank you. Um, well, I started working clinically in weight management and bariatric surgery right out of my dietetic internship at the Bronx VA Hospital. And I loved working with the veterans. It really was an incredible experience. Um, but I had three babies in quick succession. I was actually pregnant toward the end of my dietetic internship and um, took some time off to care for them while they were little. And during that time, we had issues that ran the gamut from trouble breastfeeding to food allergies that were really difficult to diagnose and infant reflux and intractable thrush and, you know, picky eating, you, you name it. <laughs> and we dealt with it. Um, and during that time, they, they were, I have three girls. Um, they were born within about three and a half years of each other. So I was spending a lot of time with my village of mothers and fathers who were, you know, kind of in the same boat. And I noticed a real uptick in parental stress around food and feeding um, and simultaneously a lack of helpful resources that were kind of realistic and relatable. Um, so that's when I launched my private practice and my consulting company. And I, I just, it's been a mission of mine to help parents avoid some of the issues that I dealt with and really just feed their babies and their kids with confidence from the very beginning so that they can set the stage for a healthy feeding dynamic from the very first few bites. Yeah. And I saw on Instagram that you were recently at the Food and Nutrition Conference and Expo, and you are an amazing singer. You were singing the national anthem. Oh my gosh. Oh, thank you. It's so funny. You know, I, it's one of the only times during Fancy, the Food and Nutrition Conference, when my prior career and my current career can come together. And it's so funny because I, in my, my first career post-college, I worked professionally as a singer um, and performed in almost every state and was New York based and really in, enjoyed it, but felt called to a helping profession um, and nutrition in particular. 
But it's so funny because when people ask me, like, how did you go from music to food? Um, Because they seem so far apart. I actually, Julie, I don't think they're that far apart. Uh (laughs) Like when you think about the things in life that really connect us and bring us together, at least in, in my world, those two things are music and food. Right. Yeah. And also I think performing, right. You're trying to like pull out all the stops and with, with eating, with feeding kids, right. We're like, we're doing circus tricks, trying to get them (laughs) to eat healthy. (laughs) Totally. Sometimes it really feels that way. Absolutely. And songs are such a great way for kids to learn. Um, I can't tell you how many veggie songs I sang to my girls when they were growing up. So comes in handy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so talking about songs and catchy tunes, you know, when we think of chia seeds, we think of those holiday commercials, which are still around. They still roll (laughs) them out every year in December. Um, for the chia seed planters. But what are chia seeds anyway? Because we don't often think about them as a superfood. They're the little tiny black seeds that are the seeds of that chia plant that grows those those wonderful um, little green leaves. They were a staple food of the ancient Mayans and Aztecs, and they're, they're native to Mexico and Guatemala, but they're these little nutrient powerhouses that from a convenience standpoint, are really uh, easy to build into the diet. Yeah. And why do you think they've been gaining interest in in recent years? Because parents in particular are really interested in it. Just if you look at Google searches and data like that. Yeah, it's actually, um, I have a blog post about chia seeds, feeding them to babies and kids. It's, a, it's one of actually the best performing blog posts on my, on my blog, interestingly. Um, I think, I think it's three main reasons. First of all, they're they're super convenient because they're shelf stable. They're easy to work with. They're very versatile. Um, they can provide two very different types of textures in foods and recipes that are appealing in and useful in different ways, which we'll talk about. And then they serve as what registered dietitians like to refer to as a functional food, meaning that they they contribute many health promoting nutrients for the human body, but they also do really helpful things and they perform helpful things in the human body, like increasing feelings of satiety because they're so high in fiber and helping prevent certain chronic lifestyle diseases like heart disease and diabetes and, um, and, and inflammatory diseases. So they're, they're just really helpful from many different standpoints. Yeah. And I think also people are, have become more interested in plant-based diets, especially given that meat prices and fish prices are so high right now. Um, right. Yeah. So it's, it's a great way to get those plant-based foods in. And, and so let's talk through the nutritional benefits of chia seeds. You know, what, what are the nutrients and, and why are they important for babies, toddlers, and kids? Yeah, absolutely. They're so nutrient rich. I mean, when we talk about feeding infants, I, I do a lot of infant feeding in my private practice and in my content. And we really need, because the infant body is so tiny, we need to make sure, and toddlers too, and kids too, they're, they're, we need to maximize the nutrition in each bite of food. We can actually get into them <laughs> as best we can. Um, from a nutrient standpoint, um, with chia seeds in particular, they're really high in fiber. I mentioned fiber before. Actually, more than 80% of the carbohydrate content of chia seeds comes from fiber. Um, it's mostly soluble, but there's also some insoluble fiber, which helps normalize digestive function and it helps diversify the microbiome. So it really helps increase gut health. Um, 
Chia seeds have a lot of omega-3 fatty acids in the form of ALA, which are wonderful for a variety of different reasons, which we can talk about. And like you mentioned before, they're high in, in um, a high-quality plant-based protein, meaning a protein that contains all nine essential amino acids. Yeah. And those omega-3s, they're important for kids' brain health and development, right? But they often don't get them because they're in, in foods like fish. Yes. Yes. And it it's kind of a double-edged sword with, with the ALA, with the alpha-linolenic um, omega-3 fatty acids found in chia seeds, because yes, omega-3s are incredibly important for kids. We need omega-3s to help support the development of the growing brain and that the brain is growing so rapidly during childhood, um, you know, around 90% of it happening before the age of five. But the omega-3 acid fatty acids in the form of ALA that are found in chia seeds need to be converted into EPA and DHA in the body before the body can use them. And unfortunately, it's not the most efficient process. <laughs> um, so if brain health in kids is the main goal, omega-3s are great. They're wonderful. They're going to contribute, but they're not going to be as potent like you mentioned, as the omega-3s that we would find in, in fish or fish oil. Um, but they still help. They still definitely help. Actually, chia seeds are the best known plant source of omega-3 fatty acids. They're even higher than, than flax seeds. And from a practical perspective, why, are, why did chia seeds make a great food for kids? Well, like I mentioned, kids have these little tiny bodies, but high nutrient needs. Chia seeds offer a really versatile and easy way to make every bite count. And they're very mild in flavor. So if you have a selective eater, it's easy to build chia seeds into any type of sort of flavor profile and or texture that your child prefers. Yeah. And they can also help for kids. I know a lot of kids have constipation, poop problems, right? And so chia yeah. seeds can help with that, right? <laughs> Yeah, I just posted about that today. It's oh. so hard. Yeah, I mean, the chia seeds are a great option for kids with chronic constipation, if, but with caveats, of course, because we don't want to we don't want to put a lot of chia seeds into a child all at once. Um, that, that could cause a blockage. Um, so as long as a child is getting enough fluid, chia seeds can absolutely increase that fiber, which is really helpful to help prevent constipation, it's so much more helpful to prevent it than to find yourself with a child who's constipated and then try to manage it. Um, so it's it's a great food to keep in the diet regularly um, as long as the child is getting enough fluid to help keep that fiber moving through the digestive tract. Yeah. And in terms of avoiding dairy, I think there are some families who avoid it for various reasons. And so can chia seeds provide that source of calcium for kids? Well, chia seeds do contain calcium, um, and they have a lot of minerals, actually. There's a lot of fantastic minerals in chia seeds. The problem is that they also contain some oxalates, some phytic acid, and these can block the absorption of certain minerals like calcium and like some of that iron and zinc. When we eat a variety of different foods and we're, and we're getting nutrients from different food sources, including calcium, which we can absolutely get enough of from, from different plant sources, it doesn't tend to be an issue. 
But if we were relying on chia seeds as like the sole source of calcium, it would it would be hard to meet a child's needs. But there's so many, there's fortified soy milk, there's fortified pea milk. There's, um, I don't know if you saw at Fancy, there was a great um, cashew yogurt that was fortified on the expo floor. So there's lots of different um, sources through which through, through which we can meet those needs. And you mentioned flax seeds and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I've, I've read that you should grind them up in order to get kind of the, the full nutritional benefit from them. And so is the same, is that the same for chia seeds? It's such a great point because the, that seed coat on the flax seed is so hard uh, and so hard for the body to break down that yes, you have to, you know, it's, it's beneficial to grind them. Um, but it's it's interesting with chia seeds, some research studies find that grinding them makes the nutrients inside easier for us to absorb, but others don't. So it can't hurt if you want to grind them first before eating. There are products like chia flour that are already ground, but it's also fine to skip this step if it's more convenient for you or if you want the texture of the larger seed, either way, you're gonna get the benefit. Awesome. So we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about how to prepare chia seeds and some really easy and healthy ways to serve them up for your kids. If mealtimes are stressful and you just can't get your kids to eat what you make, then you've got to get them in the kitchen. Cooking with my kids has really gone a long way in encouraging them to try new foods and eat their veggies. But most of us aren't chefs, and that's why I love the Kids Cook Real Food e-course. This course was created by a mom of four and a former elementary school teacher, and it's for kids ages two to teen. You'll get more than 30 basic cooking skills, 45 videos, including a ton of bonuses, principal supply and grocery shopping list, and kid-friendly recipes. The course also has a ton of substitutions, so if your kids have food allergies or dietary restrictions, they've got you covered. My daughters and I have taken the course and it was so easy to follow along that they made an entire recipe on their own. More than 18,000 families have taken this course and the Wall Street Journal named it the number one cooking class for kids. All you have to do to sign up is go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues. And because you're a listener, you'll get a free lesson. Again, go to kidscookrealfood.com slash food issues and sign up. Most of the time, I don't even know why I cook meals because all my kids want are snacks. But finding healthy snacks with real food ingredients that are also affordable isn't always easy. And that's why I love Thrive Market. Thrive Market is an online membership-based market that makes healthy living easy and affordable. Everything is organic and non-GMO, and members save an average of $32 on every order. My kids are all about the Lara bars and the Go Raw cinnamon snacking seeds. Thrive Market also has essential groceries, safe supplements, non-toxic home products like Truce, which is one of my favorite cleaners. And they also have clean beauty products, plus ethical meat, sustainable seafood, clean wine, and more. If you join today, you can get 25% off your first order and a free gift. All you have to do is go to thrivemarket.com slash food issues where you can sign up and see my favorite items. And for every paid membership, they give a free membership to a family in need. So sign up today at thrivemarket.com slash food issues. Okay, Melina. So do we have to soak chia seeds or can we eat them as they are? 
So this is an area of some debate. <laughs> um, uh, in my opinion, as long as you're not eating a large mouthful of dry chia seeds, which doesn't sound very appetizing in the first place, <laughs> but um, the problem with that is that they could swell when they come in contact with saliva or another liquid and cause a choking episode. Um, but a small amount of dry chia seeds is fine and can add texture and make something a little in, more interesting and, and a little more pretty. Like if you do a little sprinkle of, of dry chia seeds on the top of, say, some yogurt or a pudding or something. Um, but hydrating them does make them easier to eat. So it's really up to what your goals are for a specific dish. And for infants, should we soak them? Yes, this is an important uh, point. When hydrated, like we've mentioned, chia seeds can expand in size and they can form clumps. Um, and that does increase choking risk for an infant. So if you're feeding chia seeds to a baby, it's important to hydrate them carefully and sort of sift through any mixtures you're getting ready to serve so you can break apart any clumps that may have formed and just mix it up really well. Again, they can be served dry, just like with an adult, but moderation is really key. You don't want to serve a baby a whole spoonful of dry chia seeds because that could pose a choking risk. But a little sprinkle is fine and a great way to add some texture. And actually, one of my favorite ways to help a baby who is self-feeding, who's doing baby-led weaning, manage some of those more slippery fruits. If they're using a palmer grasp and they're like, for example, taking a, a slippery banana or a slip, slippery wedge of avocado, is to roll that slippery fruit in some chia seeds or another ground seed like or, or ground nut um, because that helps them grip the food and bring it up to the mouth. And it also adds that bit of extra nutrients. And can they go bad? Because I know with nuts, you have to, you can't really store them in a in a high temperature, right? Because they could go rancid. So is the same true for, for chia seeds? Well, actually, I think that's one of the reasons why chia seeds are so appealing and easy to use. They're, they can last up to 18 months at room temperature. Um, it's best to store them whole and not ground because when they're ground, they are more susceptible to that air um, and to, into going rancid. But if they're if they're whole and in an airtight container, they can last a really long time. Yeah, I love keeping them on hand for, um, I'll throw them in waffles and pancakes and breads and muffins and all of it. I mean, really, you can just, they're yeah. so versatile. And so how much should we, is there a recommended serving size for, you know, different ages of children? Not really. It's one of the things where you kind of need to use a little bit of your intuition and sort of um, watching your child to see how they're doing. It's always recommended to start small and increase slowly because when we're increasing fiber, you know, if you do a big fiber bomb all at once, that can cause some gastrointestinal distress. You know, and, and like many foods, right? Chia seeds, they're incredibly healthy, but we, we just don't want to overdo it because that can lead to feelings of overfulness and and lower the appetite and then possibly displace some of the other foods, the other healthy foods in a child's diet. So slow and steady wins the race. Um, for adults, a good, a good amount per day is about one to two tablespoons, depending on how they are tolerated. And then for children, one to two teaspoons per day if served daily. Yeah, you know what I love about chia seeds is that they don't really taste like anything. So it's not like your kid is going to necessarily 
you know, um, push them away. And then it's also good to start when they're babies because they get acclimated to new foods and they get used to seeing the chia seeds maybe in different ways. And then as they get older, they're more likely to accept it. Yes, absolutely. There's so much great research to back that up too. And the more we start them young and get them used to eating and recognizing some of these healthy foods, the more likely they are to eat them down the road. Yeah. So now the fun part, let's talk about your favorite ideas for serving chia seeds to kids and then anything else that we should know about how to serve them, any tips that you may have. Yeah. Well, like I mentioned, my favorite way is to roll slippery fruits in some chia seeds so that the baby can get a better grip and also benefit from the nutrient boost. But there's other ways to serve to babies too. Um, Everybody loves a good chia seed pudding. It's just, it's so customizable. You can make chia seed pudding with breast milk or with something like soy milk or coconut milk. So it has that wonderful fat. Um, I like to use a one to four ratio of chia seed to liquid to create the pudding um, and, you know, let it sit for 10 minutes until it hydrates. Um, you can add pureed fruit for for flavor and for more nutrients, but that's just the beginning. I mean, you can go, um, you can mix chia seeds into yogurt or oatmeal. Um, I love using some of the different chia puddings and freezing them into pudding pops and then offering those to babies and toddlers. They're such a favorite. I actually have a lot of recipes for those on my blog at melinamalkani.com. Um, Another great way, if you're doing toast fingers for a baby, you could put a thin layer of nut butter, which is, by the way, just just as a plug for um, early introduction of top allergenic foods, that's a great way to serve, say, peanut butter or almond butter. But you can put a sprinkle of chia seeds on top of that, and it sticks to the nut butter, adds another sort of texture introduction, which is really great. Cream cheese works well for that too, or hummus. Um, And like we've talked about, those chia seeds are so versatile in flavor. They can go savory, they can go sweet, they can kind of blend with just about anything. Yeah. And, you know, I've tried to make chia seed jam and it just didn't work out. So how do we do it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't always work out the way you hope. I mean, there's some great recipes online. Um, It's basically a mixture of pureed fruit, chia seeds, some sort of sweetener, which you, you you can add or not add. I like to add it. Um, and some lemon juice. And then you heat it and then refrigerate it. And it lasts for up to a week in the fridge. You can also freeze it. It could be, it could last about three months in the freezer. And the, getting that sort of t- um, texture right is the challenge. <laughs> because uh, if you want it to spread like jam, you've got to get it just right. So yeah, tricky. That one's a little bit tricky. Um, And with the holidays coming up, you know, you can also throw them in cookies. And really, again, they don't really have a taste and they just kind of add like a nice texture. So it's it's great to add them to cookies and get your kids in the kitchen. And then, you know, I had read that you can use it as an egg replacement, but is that only in baked goods? No, well, if they're they works really well in baked goods. Yes. You can if you do one tablespoon of chia to three tablespoons of warm water, let it sit for 10 minutes, it equals that of, a, of one large egg. So that works really well um, to bind foods together in baked goods, which is really great. But one of my other favorite ways for our allergy kids and for our allergy families, if you have a gluten-free family or a family with celiac disease, um, chia flour 
is such a great gluten-free replacement that can be used in so many different ways, like as a gluten-free thickener in, in place of flour in sauces or dips, or as a wheat flour replacement in breads, or like you mentioned, the cookies and cakes and muffins, not just in their whole, not just chia seeds in their whole form, but they, it, the flour can be used to bake those as well. And it's so easy. You just do a one-to-one ratio of chia flour to wheat flour. And I talk about this a lot in my course. I have a, a baby led feeding course, um, babyledfeedingcourse.com that talks a lot about some of the different allergen swaps we can make to help kids with food allergies meet their needs and have a variety of different foods um, while avoiding the offending allergen. Yeah. Well, Melina, it was so much fun talking to you today. Where can listeners go to learn more about you and your work? Thank you so much, Julie, for having me. It was such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I love connecting with everybody at on my Instagram and TikTok accounts. I'm at Healthy Mom, Healthy Kids. Um, love answering DMs over there and connecting with folks. You can find me on my blog at melinamalkani.com. And if you want extra guidance on feeding your baby, babyledfeedingcourse.com or startbabyledfeeding.com for a 12-week starting solids meal plan. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. I had so much fun chatting with Melina, and I hope that you loved all of the ideas that she talked about. Be sure to head on over to her website, which I've linked to in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning into the Food Issues Podcast. You can connect with me on julierevelant.com where you can leave me a voicemail or send me a message and let me know about a new topic or guest you'd like to hear from. And be sure to go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. I'll see you next week.